Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by simply searching Tip of the Iceberg. Well, the news came in yesterday that Jake Gensel's upper body injury will hold him out for, quote, up to four weeks. He was placed on long-term injured reserved, which means the earliest he can return to the Penguins would be March 10th against the Edmonton Oilers. Now, the trade deadline is on March 8th, which is two days prior. So Wednesday might have been his last game as a Penguin. He still can be traded while being on long-term injured reserve. The question becomes, will Kyle Dubas look to shop him in the meantime? That would certainly be a rough way to end what has been a very good tenure for Jake Gensel with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was drafted by them in the early to mid-2010s, makes his debut in or 20, late 2016-2017 season, goes on to have a tremendous rookie playoffs, leading to a Stanley Cup championship, and obviously has been a playoff assassin ever since, has had a great career, being probably the best winger Sidney Crosby will ever play with at the National Hockey League level. To go out while being injured, would be unfortunate. Now, we don't know the actual end of the story. Maybe Kyle Dubas thinks that he can sign him in the offseason. Maybe he thinks that he can make it work where he signs Jake Gensel and he moves the Penguins forward into next season. So we have to sit back and wait for the next three weeks to see how things will play out. But Jake Gensel did, at least he thought he scored a goal potentially in his last game, but instead that even gets taken away from him on Thursday. The vibes were low early. Penguins come out and they... Revive them a little bit with a victory over the Chicago Blackhawks, but what I want to focus in on for the remainder of this episode is how did they look to fill that massive hole in the lineup? Because at the end of the day, one person is not going to be able to make up for a 40-plus goal scorer, a 35-plus continuous goal scorer that Jake Gensel is, and really he's been the second-best player especially on the offensive side of things for the Penguins this season. It's been him and Sidney Crosby. So how do you fill that hole? How do you shuffle the lineup to try to get the best out of some of these players to try to make sure that the drop-off isn't as severe? Now, here's the problem. The Penguins, any drop-off is going to put them as one of the worst. They're already one of the worst scoring teams in the National Hockey League. Losing a guy of Jake Gensel's caliber, a lot of people said, kind of puts the nail in the coffin on the season. Sidney Crosby had something to say about that on Thursday. We'll see what he has to say about that moving forward. But let's go through the lineup that we saw last night, and I'll share some of my thoughts on some of these players and what they need from them going forward over the next three to four weeks while Gensel is out, and potentially if Gensel is not returning to the Penguins at all if he gets traded. First line last night was Ricard Raquel, who gets elevated up there after playing on the third line the last couple of weeks. Raquel, Sidney Crosby, and Brian Rust. Now, Raquel is the interesting factor here. He and Crosby have historically been a pretty good duo. Raquel, with Sidney Crosby this season, has outscored opponents 13 to 6 in 225 minutes at 5 on 5, according to Natural Stat Trick. Raquel, without Crosby, has been outscored 17 to 13 in 313 minutes. It's obvious. He's at his best when he's playing with Sidney Crosby. There are players that can play away from Crosby and still have the same effect on the game. Raquel has proven that at least on this team, that's not the case. Last year, he had a great season, 11 power play goals, finished with over 25 goals, and he just hasn't been that player this year. A lot of the time, though, he's been forced to play 
with Evgeny Malkin. He's been bounced down to the third line, like we saw here. 313 minutes away from Crosby, 225 with Crosby. He's at his best when he's playing with the captain. So they're hoping that that picks up again. Last night it looked good. Two assists for Ricard Raquel, including a really nice pass in the third period to set up the huge third goal for the Penguins to kind of put away the Chicago Blackhawks. They need that from him. They need that from both of their $5 million wingers that have struggled to make a big impact this season. But it starts with Ricard Raquel. He's the one that actually goes into Jake Gensel's role on the left wing of Sidney Crosby's line. Now, Crosby himself, and I talked about this on the Iceberg Recap show earlier this morning, he might be clicking into another gear because of this. He certainly did last night, scored two game, or two goals, excuse me, could have had four on the game. If he clicks into another gear, I'm not exactly sure there's anybody that's going to be able to stop him because he's already been at a Hart Trophy caliber this season. He looked great last night against the Chicago Blackhawks. You take it with a grain of salt, but he certainly looked good with Ricard Raquel and Brian Rust. We'll see if they can start to build on that as we move forward. Second line was Riley Smith, Evgeny Malkin, and Drew O'Connor getting back up to that second line. Smith himself, again, is probably one of the bigger opportunities for the Penguins to try to start to fill that gap that Gensel leaves because Smith, as well as Raquel, has not met expectations offensively this year. But he's had a good week since returning to Malkin's wing following the All-Star break. In five games, he scored two goals, and he certainly feels, at least, like he's a little bit more present when it comes to the game plan. He's a little bit more present in the offensive zone. He's shooting the puck a little bit more, and that's what Evgeny Malkin needs. He needs a winger that's going to be able to take the passes that he gives him and put them on the net and create scoring chances with his shot. Riley Smith has the shot to do that. Riley Smith has the hockey IQ to get in the positions that Evgeny Malkin wants him to be in. He needs to start finishing. Two goals in the last five games, that's a good sign. Everything else away from the puck has been a pretty good sign. He's certainly started to play better, and Evgeny Malkin, you've seen, start to set him up a little bit more and more. Drew O'Connor on the other side is interesting. He was on that second line for a long time. He was demoted a couple of games ago, back down to the third line when Yessa Pugliarvi came up, and they put Pugliarvi on the second line, O'Connor on the third line, because O'Connor had gone a pretty long while without getting his name on the score sheet. Well, he's back up there now. What I like about O'Connor there is he's like Brian Rust. Good forecheck, fast, can really get into the dirty areas and win puck battles. What I don't like about O'Connor as much is when the puck is on his stick, Sometimes he looks like a deer in the headlights. He's a young player. This is his first full season in the National Hockey League. The first time he's tasked with playing night in and night out at the highest level in the entire world. He's not going to be a perfect player. But if he does what he can and Riley Smith picks up the goal scoring, that could potentially be you know, a, a second line that has been better for the Penguins than it has been over the last 30 games. So... That line, I don't I don't hate. I think O'Connor, the question is going to become, can he, with the puck, continue to build the momentum that Malkin and Riley Smith try to build in the offensive zone? Malkin's looked good the last couple of games. Riley Smith's looked good the last couple of games. Can Drew O'Connor stay in his lane, but also make sure that he's able to facilitate when called upon by Malkin? Third line. This one's interesting. Valtteri Pusinen gets called up to the NHL level, put back on the third line. He goes with Lars Eller and Yessa Pugliarvi. Pusinen, 
he was just left in the minors after the All-Star game. They sent him down. I put it out there on Twitter that I said, okay, he's, he's just going down because Wilkes-Barre has three games during the bye week. He's a young player. You want him to keep his legs going. You want him to get a little bit more as far as time on ice is concerned. But he also did have one point in 11 games before that demotion, before the All-Star break. You need his offense to start to come around again because he's not a 200-foot player. He's not a player that's really going to go in there and win the puck battles in the corners. He's a player that you want to set him up, give him some space, and let him use that wicked wrist shot to try to beat goaltenders. Only one goal so far this season in 20-plus games. You need that to start to kick into gear. You need it, obviously, from everybody in this lineup. You need everybody to score because the Penguins are one of the worst scoring teams in the National Hockey League this season. But Pustinen is somebody that I look towards to say this is a guy that has more goals to give if you just set him up and put him in the right position. Lars Eller's been a good third-line center. Not much to say about that. Pugliarvi is the interesting part of this because he has looked good through five games this season. He's doing a lot of good things. He's good in the corners. He's great on the forecheck, but he has no points. And that's the thing with Pugliarvi. He's not great at finishing, but he does everything else well. Can you use Pugliarvi and Pustinen together where Yesa Pugliarvi sets things up for Lars Eller and Valtteri Pustinen? Can you get Pustinen in position where he has high-danger opportunities and gets to just let loose with that wrist shot. That's what the Penguins need. I'd also like to see Valtteri Pustinen, if the Drew O'Connor thing doesn't work out, I'd like to see him get some extended playing time in the top six. Because that's when he was at his best earlier this season. When he was initially called up, he was playing next to Evgeny Malkin, he was playing on the first power play unit, and he was collecting points. Assists mainly, but points nonetheless in almost every single game. A couple multi-point performances. I'd like to see him get that opportunity. Especially, you know Jake Gensel is, is out. He's not coming back until March 10th. You have 9 or 10 games left until that happens. I'd like to see him get an opportunity. Now, I like him on the third line. I think there's a chance that Pugliarvi and Eller can set him up in some good situations. But I also think, remember what I said, you need people that can score goals with Evgeny Malkin. You need people that can take the opportunities given and put it in the back of the net. Pustinen's a guy that could do that at this level. He has the shot to do that. He just struggles getting to the point where he has the opportunity. Put him with Malkin, see if he can get him a couple of those opportunities, and see if Valtteri Pustinen can put the puck in the back of the net. Fourth line, there's not much to say about it. Yesterday it was Jonathan Gruden, Jeff Carter, and Colin White. Obviously the Penguins are down. Both Jansen Harkins and Nolachari, who are missing time with concussions. Upon return, it's going to be the, the regular fourth line. One of Gruden or White, probably Jonathan Gruden, gets sent down. And you have Nolachari at center, Jansen Harkins at left wing. It is what it is. That doesn't change. I don't expect offense. You would obviously hope that they score a little bit more often. I believe the stat still holds true that every time Jeff Carter scores a goal, the Penguins win. That has been almost automatic all season long, and I'm pretty sure they're still undefeated when he scores. But you're not going to expect them to really reach much of a new level offensively. So I'm not going to go into them as much. I don't think it changes very much for the Penguins' fourth line. But the top nine, certainly. Raquel, that's obviously something you have to keep an eye on if he's going to continue to perform with Sidney Crosby well and you decide not to trade Jake Gensel. Maybe you think about putting Gensel with Malkin upon return if he's not traded, like I said. Riley Smith, can he continue his better play? Can he build on this? Can he get to the level that he was at last season? Can Drew O'Connor 
start to find the back of the net with a little bit more consistency? Can he start to help supplement Evgeny Malkin and Riley Smith? And Valtteri Pusinen, to me, is the biggest question mark because he has top six capabilities when it comes to scoring. He hasn't shown it at the NHL level when it comes to putting the puck in the back of the net. He had that one really good goal in a blowout victory on Long Island. His shot leads to more offense. Can you get him in position to utilize it? That's the big question going forward. At the end of the day, the Penguins, they're in a rough position right now. They need to win a lot of games in this last 31-game stretch if they want any chance of making the playoffs. Once they get there, I guess the question becomes anything can happen. I know that we kind of buried them yesterday. I still think that chances are slim to none that they're able to go back and get into postseason, but it's going to be interesting. And this lineup does provide some intrigue. Are they going to be able to put it all together? They haven't in 51 games so far this season been able to put it together on a consistent basis. We'll see what happens with this, but those are my thoughts on the immediate lineup following the Jake Gensel injury. It's a huge blow. You know, at the end of the day, losing Gensel, who was over a point per game, losing Gensel, who was on pace to be a 30-plus goal scorer once again, it is a it is a tough blow, and... Those who kind of eulogize the Penguins, myself included, I don't think you're in the wrong. I, I think when you look at the Penguins, anybody with a brain would say that they are certainly up against it, that the odds are stacked against them, and the percent chance, in my eyes, that they're able to make a run here and not only get into the postseason, but even to you know just sniff the postseason, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take... Almost a complete 180 from a couple of players, Ricard Raquel, Riley Smith included. You're going to need Yessa Pugliarvi to start contributing offensively a little bit more and finishing some of these plays. You're going to need Valtteri Pustinen to step up in a big way. A lot needs to go right for the Penguins. It's not going to be an easy thing. It's not likely to happen in my eyes, but I'm intrigued to see how they handle the next 10 games without Gensel, how Kyle Dubas handles the Gensel situation in its entirety. If he decides to sell, who else could be on the chopping block? It's going to be an intriguing three weeks. I'm very excited for it. And obviously, everybody's excited for Sunday. Celebrate 68 weekend. Until then... I bid you, uh, I guess, a happy weekend in Pittsburgh. I'm excited. I'll be at the game on Sunday. But I'm intrigued to see how this lineup, if this is the lineup they continue with, which they should after a 4-1 victory, I'm excited to see how this lineup responds when their back is against the wall the way that it is right now. But that's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.